So I have a dream. That's one small step for man. I am the greatest. You want something? Go get it. Period. What's up, my fellow dreamers, doers, achievers? In this most recent episode, we sit down with Dave Silver and Will Toms of Rec Philly. This was actually a part of our 90 Second Success Stories, our new series coming up. But throughout this entire episode, Dave and Will delve extremely deep into their entire vision for Rec Philly, how it came to be, lessons learned along the way, and advice for every single one of you. And as Dave puts it, in most companies, there is a visionary and there is an integrator. Will is the visionary and Dave is the integrator, and together with their special bond, they're forging this extremely unique path with Rec Philly. It's, it's amazing to see from how they manage artists in college and through parties and frats to building a facility in North Philly for creatives to now a major, major opening at 9th and Market. So a lot to be said here, but enjoy the episode and I'll see you at the end. Temple days? Temple days, frat parties. Frat parties, yeah, frat parties. Um, so, um, frat parties. Remember those? Yeah. Um, so it starts with me uh, being a social chairman, which I organized the parties at my house. Um, and I found a passion for putting people in their shifts and then kind of setting the policies for the event and then making sure that these events with about a thousand students were being orchestrated uh, effectively to have really uh, well-ran parties. Um, you pair that with my best friends were hip-hop artists and I was like a pseudo-manager, right? Will and I were essentially trying to like represent these artists who are our friends and navigating their music career. So we're going to like studio after studio, you know, spending all this money, wasting a lot of money, and then actually spending money to uh, have them perform on stages in which we've never, we didn't even know where we were going. We don't know what the event was. We just literally spent like 300, 500 bucks of like money that, you know, essentially I was making for my full-time job and I'm just like spending it for my friend's career uh, and just wasting it all. So I thought about the parties I was throwing and then I thought about my friend's careers and the, and the lack of opportunities that I was finding for a quality show and a quality audience. And that for me personally, it was a connection point of, let me transfer my basement into a concert venue. Um, and it really was inspired because people in the organization I was a part of threw a concert when I was a freshman. And that kind of made, it, made me realize that those things were possible. I was like, oh, wait, the next time that you throw a concert, can, as like a you know, freshman who just joined this organization, I'm like, can I be, uh, can I be involved? Can I like help plan it and book some of the artists? And they're like, sure, why not? So I took the reins and did that and essentially kind of coupled the, um, the social element of throwing the parties and the resources in which the parties had to offer, the audience, the DJ system, the speaker system, and, uh, and kind of push those together. And with Will being at IUP, but with a focus on like media and communications, I would hit up Will. I'm like, "Yo, Will, come down this weekend. I got our buddy playing the show. Come with the come with the video. Come with the camera. You know, come make a cool video for this." And that was like the beginning of him and I like working together in this like basement setting while Will was out in Indiana University of Pennsylvania doing his own DJing the DJ, and he'll talk about it, DJing the parties, doing the organization for the parties. So we're kind of doing like the same thing. Hit, uh, in some capacity, and uh, 
And that was kind of like just this beginning stages of like the mixture of resources of a party atmosphere, stages, concerts, our friends needing the, the, the stages itself, um, kind of all happening. Yeah, so uh, I think I got the DJing thing is the, the the smallest piece, I think, because the organization I was a part of, we threw tons of parties as well. And I think I was just the best suited to choose the music and set the vibe. So I kind of fell into that role. Um, but the idea of throwing events, I think, has always been something that my friend group and I always wanted to do. Just like, yo, let's just have a good time. And let's we, we're always social butterflies. So I think we had the ability to just bring people together. Um, but studying media for me, it was always a passion of mine. Um, even earlier than college days, Dave and I both were in media in high school. Teach, uh, we were actually uh, in like this independent study and we were running the afternoon announcements and things like that. And I think that passion for media just grew as we got older. Um, so that's kind of the media thing. And then I think after that, when Dave and I teamed up back in Philly, there was a clear need for well-run, well-organized nightlife for people to come and have a place to just showcase their talent. And uh, I think we carved out a really great niche for ourselves in the, with the professionalism of how we did it um, in a scene of, you know, some really great events, but a lot of not so well-run events where folks would be like, yo, you guys are going on stage at 9 p.m. All of a sudden it's 11.30 and the yeah. act is still trying to get on stage. And that's what happened with us before our own shows. Mm -hmm. We were told, you know, show up at 9 o'clock, Pay us $300, show up at 9 o'clock, and they'll perform. And it was literally 1 in the morning. No one else was in the room. And they go, oh, time, for, time for your performance. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm out. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and, you know, a sense of need became why we started doing this. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess the moment of epiphany for us at this time, again, context of Dave and I ran this production company for about two, two and a half years. I was throwing all the shows. Yep. From the, taking it out of the basement to the dive bars. Mm -hmm. That was our first company. Yep. Throwing all these shows and creating this content. Um, we got to a point in time where we wanted to create a space, and, and this was almost like out of a personal need first of like, yo, I want a space where I can have backdrops for creating content, right? Lights, cameras, and things like that. Um, our other best friend wanted to have a recording studio. He was a hip hop artist. So we built that warehouse, North Philadelphia, um, 600 square foot room, right? Couch, that was just like our co-working space, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Um, and there was a time I remember <coughs> we had just thrown a really awesome show, uh, sold out show, Union Transfer. And I still come up, come back to the studio after that, and I'm sleeping on the couch that night. And literally, it's just shitty rain outside and in this warehouse on the top floor. If it was raining outside too hard, it's fucking raining inside. And uh, on this couch, and I'm just getting dripped on, on my forehead. It's cold, it's wet. And in that moment, it was really just like a time of just kind of like questioning, you know, kind of myself, but also just like the whole idea, like of what are we doing right now, right? You know, at this point, we're grinding, throwing all these shows, burning ourselves out. And it was just like, but, but why does this even matter so much? Why do we care about creating? Why do we care about supporting the arts? Why do we care about being in this warehouse? And um, that was a moment where I was just like, the space, right? Like this space means so much because it's a symbol of us having access to everything that we need. The space was a symbol of us being able to 
have the conversations we wanted to have to essentially program ourselves to be the people that we wanted to be. And in thinking about that, I remember I called Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget the phone call. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if those, are those days like line up. I don't no, know. yeah, those, that's the okay. moment. Yeah, so I remember I, it was in the middle of the day for me and I just finished speaking at Temple at a journalism class or something. And I'm walking out, you know, get a call from Will. I'm like, what's up, Will? He goes, dude, are you ready to make a million dollars? Are you ready to be a millionaire? I was like, is this Regis filming? And I was like, I was like, well, it's good. He was like, space. I was like, word. And he's just like, because we already had the concept of, of rec, of creating a community for artists to access resources. But for us, and in that moment, before that phone call, it was all, oh, you need a, um, uh, a recording studio? We partnered with a recording studio. It was studio. all about a network. Yeah, a network. Yeah. So that was our business model. It was just like sending people to a network and then making money off of like the referrals, mm -hmm. which is kind of ridiculous thinking about it today. Yeah. But he's like, space. And I'm like, word, I don't even know what you mean, but space sounds great. And he kind of just like, you know, I think we have, he's like, the warehouse we have now, like what if we like make that as a, as a part of this network that we're talking about, like yeah. the, a hub? I'm just like, yeah, man. Like, I trust you, <laughs> right? And like, if you think that's where we're taking this company, like, yeah. let's look more into space. Yeah. And that was like our, the business model. The and from there, it was like, okay, we think this is a good idea. Let's go ask the people who we think would eventually want to use it. And we did these focus groups and people just were yeah. like, yeah. And we were like, yo, what, what would it look like for you if you had access to recording studios and visual labs yeah. and all these things in one room? They were like, that'd be a dream yeah. come true. What's really funny about the focus groups, so we focused, we did focus groups with over 200 people, like dozens and dozens of focus groups with just like 10 or 12 local artists. We'd invite them over, like, hey, we want to talk about the future. And what's really crazy to be sitting right here is we would ask them questions in the focus group about this space, yep. not about the space in, in North Philly that's been open. It was about a huge space with performing a stage and a rehearsal room and and painter studios and and podcasting and all the things that this space before we were ever dreamt of being in this space we were just asking them if this is what they would want and how much you would pay for it yeah and like how and like, i pay a million i pay a thousand dollars a month i pay yeah. 20, 20 whatever you know whatever take all my money i would do, do anything to, and if anyone would even say fifty dollars a month at that point I'm like well that's not possible yeah. we've, we've made it possible with our business model which is really the exciting part of this whole thing uh, is that how accessible it is to have a space with these types of resources and this type of community. But uh, the focus groups really drove home that this everyone, every single person in the focus group is like, yes. Yeah. No undoubted, there was no doubt in anyone's mind that that would be the thing that could really take them to the next level, just having access to these things. Yeah, so that drip moment to literally, Dave, this is, this is what we got to do to focus groups to people coming through the space in North Philly. Now, you know, we built the community that we built and, and that really gave us the confidence to say, all right, it's time to bring that grand vision to life. Yeah. That shit is fucking hard. I don't know if you can curse in this video, but this shit is fucking hard. <laughs> and it is filled, filled 
with rejections, mm -hmm. filled with people not even understanding, but just saying no because I don't even understand or want to ask questions. Mm -hmm. It is just consistent deviation of what you even thought you were going to do and throwing you upside down and fires burning in every direction almost every day. Uh, it is extremely challenging. Yeah. Mentally, physically, emotionally, yeah. all of it. And, you know, I guess that's kind of, you know, what makes it all so sweet when you win, right? Because you know that, but it's just almost laughable because I think a lot of people, when they don't understand the grind, they just see the high points and then they're like, oh, how lucky. But it's just like, yeah. if you only knew. Yeah, and it's a big misnomer of kind of where we come from and our backgrounds of like, a lot of people, oh, they, you know, rich mom and rich dad and Will must be like the fucking rich kid from Bucks County. Like, we both, I, we both come from love. Yeah. And a very blessed family yeah. uh, that they support us and remind us that you can fail and we'll always be here for you. And that's really all I think the two of us really needed. Yeah. It's all I ever needed. Yeah. Um, so we got. So yeah. That's all we needed. And, yeah. But the money that we were investing in the very beginning of getting our friendship, those from I worked a full time job and spent the money. Every money that all the money I made, I just spent it back on that. Yeah. We worked out of my house, our house. Yeah. From the beginning, we, we lived together in South Philly, turned our basement into the office, moved to Old City, turned my fucking living room into an office. Um, and we just kept investing back into the company over and over and over again. We never got, took anything from anyone until we came to this space, until we started looking for investments and this and that. Everything else was just from sheer grind. And that's, that's what the grind is, at least from our vantage point. I mean, it's the only grind I know, right? But. Anyone who, and, and looking back, right, I think we always thought, how long would this take, right? And it was just like, all right, we're going to give it six, eight years, right? It's almost laughable to think that it could have been done sooner than that, right? Because at least the way that we were operating from just like a bootstrapped, grassroots perspective, that's it. So, you know, looking, you know, back from, what, five years ago when Broad Street Music Group came alive to now, yeah, man, pure grind. And then keeping up this Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the quickest thing that comes to mind right, right away is you have to be willing to keep going. Be, and keep going with something that you believe in. Yeah. That really matters to you. Um, so that's like the short answer, but just to kind of elaborate on the keep going, it's just like you're just going to want to feel like I should stop now. And, you know, I tried really hard and it's not working. Like, I tried really hard and it didn't work. Plenty of times for plenty of different projects as it relates to this company. We've tried this business model. That didn't work. We tried this business model. That didn't work. We tried probably like eight to ten versions of this business model. And we could have just stopped. But again, we believed, one, in our, ourselves, but to also just what problem we were solving for this community and just kept going at it. And you'll eventually get here and, you know, we got a long way to go and we're going to keep going at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that was going to speak to what I was going to say. It's just like, you better love it because it's going to challenge you. Um, and the only way to wake up in the morning the next day after getting punched in the mouth by the business is to love it and uh, understand that there's a bigger picture that you're working towards. So you got to, you got to enjoy it. So, you can do uh, a super Like Monica Jay Z, anyone can be their like IPO 
Yeah. 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 So one of the things that we really believe in at Rec is life is better when you do what you love, right? And we all have to understand that in order to be able to do that sustainably, money is important. So for us, one of the core like kind of principles is how do we help artists understand themselves as creative entrepreneurs, right? What does it look like to build that revenue stream so you can build your audience, engage them properly, and then find the, the proper revenue streams to make the money that can help you scale? Um, so for us, when people say that, well, that's not possible for me or I can't get that done, usually it's a matter of not having access to the resources and the tools, not understanding the actual strategies, or not even just being in a community of people where that is a reality for yourself. So that's kind of what the core offering of Rec is meant to, to, to kind of plug the gap of. And for us, when we started doing that, we realized very early on that that's not, it's not just a Philly problem that we're solving, right? So one, we're super fortunate to be from Philly because I think we're in the best city in the world to be solving this problem just because of the history of, of Philadelphia and, and, and you know, the creative success that's come from here, but also because of unfortunately our lack of industry right we have tons of talent but not so much in, in industry infrastructure um, so our vision is to say hey, okay how do we perfect this model here in philly and then how do we then go and take these uh the same model in, in this hub to build within communities all across the country and eventually the world right so to be able to have a rec dc and a rec austin you know eventually a, a rec tokyo right where a creative can say hey i built my business from my hometown online right by engaging the audience leveraging media and social media but then to say, hey, when it's time to go touch the people, I now have the confidence to go out and tour because I know there's going to be resources on the road waiting for me, like-minded people and the like. So our vision is to expand this model and really build this like international network of independent creatives that can be connecting and collaborating to help each other win. So that's what, how we think about it. And then I think just to the other point of there are real viable businesses being built because of what the Internet has done and allowed through media. Right. So the idea that a young creative can say, hey, I am an entrepreneur and then actually build digital products to be able to just, you know, average or leverage advertising dollars and sponsorship. There's people who are making six figures on YouTube. Right. And I think we're only at the, the beginning tip of that. And I think folks having access to a tool like Rec is only going to amplify how many people are able to find success through that way. Fucking five yeah. interns. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that whole piece of advice of keep going is made possible from the the people in which we keep going with, and um, you know, the creative director on our team was an intern for us in 2013. In, in our basement in South Philly for our last company, mm -hmm. our first company that we, and he's still here. Now he's our create, full time creative director. Mm -hmm. And that alone is special. That was last year. Cool. Um, we all, not just the interns, but all of us, had to sacrifice a ton to see this through. We've had to be willing to work for literally nothing. Um, for rewards that would hopefully come in a year's time, um, just because we believed 
in what we were trying to accomplish. And um, I think that's really the special part and that's really kind of held me sane throughout this is like, I'm not in this by myself and I'm not the only one sacrificing for this. And uh, I have people who believe in me who are willing to sacrifice a lot of their, you know, their time and their energy in something that, you know, we're leading the charges for. Um, so that's been really just a special journey to kind of bond over those types of sacrifices and the mission. Um, that kind of really keeps me going. Um, yeah. <coughs> and then you want to maybe speak about the business growth too? Like, yeah, I mean, the business growth is, um, is a strange thing. I mean, it's, you know, again, we're, we came from all different business models. I don't even know how we made money when we, with what our business model was when we first started, like, Rec as a company. I mean, we were initially making money from shows, and we realized, like, there's no way we can make enough money from shows before we, like, we come head on with Live Nation, and that's just not a good plan. And, like, Rec was just like, we'll make money off of referrals, then we'll make money off of people using our space. It wasn't even the membership. And then once you kind of understand, once the membership came into to notion, then it starts becoming like, all right, how many members can we have and what will that equal in dollars? Can we get to this many members and that will then pay us a thousand dollars a month each? Like that's, that was like the initial goal. Um, and, uh, that's when you, we start kind of putting our business caps on and we're like, okay, if we get to this metric equals this dollars, we can pay each other out. And that's when you, we really started thinking like entrepreneurs and really start having a, a better focus of how this is really going to work. Um, the unfortunate part was like, the space that we have, at some point, we're going to need a bigger space if we really want to grow our membership. And it was really never to have a space really like this. Our growth plan was not to have a space like this in a location like this. Maybe one day, like when we were really kicking ass. But uh, it was never to go from warehouse to ninth and market. Um, but now the business model kind of speaks for itself and the, and, the, and the revenue growth speaks for itself because we have a space like this with a fully functioning team like the way that we have. Um, and with the case studies in which that we have, which is members who've used this, who are super happy and super successful in what they do, and they can point back to where I can be like, this team is the reason why I was able to get these opportunities, and then it, it grows. The models change lives, right? And I think like when you have a product that there's folks that are willing to be like, yo, this thing played a very crucial part in how I've been able to go from there to here. Uh, I think that's what's special. And I think our agency has been a, a big part of that as well, right? We also run a full service creative agency, which allows us to work with some of the talent that's in our incubator and then be able to go and work with brands of all sizes and say, hey, you guys need to, you guys need help producing an event or you guys need help with booking live talent. Uh, you guys need help with creating media to be able to go and pay the creators in our network to do what they love helps them tremendously, but also allows us to be able to build additional revenue to keep the engine going. So that's been a, a beautiful growth and I'm sure you know, the agency circa 2014 or 2015, 2016 to now, yeah, that's, it's been beautiful to watch that. Yeah. And, and the keep going process, when you do it right and you keep going as a quality brand and a quality entrepreneur, that starts speaking for itself in the business community. And that's our agency in particular, like, hey, we've been here for five years now. Like, you can trust that, like, you can do business with us and, like, we will, you know, deliver and we'll deliver. And, you know, the word spreads and just our agency growth alone kind of speaks for the growth of our entire businesses, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last question, um, just to talk about more specifically, you guys, yeah. you talk about, like, the day-to-day, -day, I know it's different, yeah. but, like, how soon you are in this, like, when you do, like, a balance? Your life's probably a little bit more stressful. Go for it. Well, so it's, it's important to note that 
in most companies, there is a visionary and then there's an integrator. Okay, so Will plays the role of our visionary and I play the role of our integrator. The saying of the visionary is to know thyself and live free. So he's, he's doing that. He's doing that. And then the integrator is know thyself and live stressed, <laughs> which is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a thing. Um, the day to day is right now very daunting, um, but very rewarding. Um, you know, my, this craziness and stress that I deal with is literally like what I would dream of, dream of two years ago. That I have to show so many people this space. Ugh. Right. Oh my God. I have to put proposals together for Live Nation. Ugh. Right. What a fucking nightmare. You know, it's shit that I, you know, you love to do. Obviously, there's a lot of really tough challenges, like banks and loans and leases. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that we have another business partner, Ryan, who is kind of my right hand man in dealing with a lot of those logistical nightmares and fires and whatnot. Um, but again, it's, you know, no one forced me to do this. I wanted this. We wanted this. Yeah. So the stress that I take on, um, balance is a difficult word for me to swallow right now. Um, uh, because it's so much. Um, but I think I do a good job at figuring it out. I'm alive yeah. for now. And, and on the other side, for me, I get to do some of the more fun stuff in the sense of like, my role is where are we going? Right. And what does that look like in the future? Right. And then being able to say, okay, well, how does that get communicated? Right. What is the experience that each member gets to have when they come in and, and are working hands on with our product? So it's a, a bunch of, okay, what's the grand vision? And then how do we bring that a bit down the scale? So then I can bring my business partners in and say, okay, well, how do we get from where we are right now to here? And then how do we put together the work that's going to deliver the promises that the vision is requiring? Right. So what that actually looks like is who are the right partners, right, for us to be thinking about and, and strategizing with what are the right resources, what are the right tools, um, and how do we think and, and communicate those things. So, but on a day-to-day, -day, man, in a time like right now, it's... What color dusty. Is, right. What color are the dusty. walls in this room, right? What, what furniture? Do we need? It's it's all the little things right now, but it's such a blessing because yeah. life will life will be a little different in like two months from now when we're operating the space versus building the space. Mm -hmm. um, and now we'll open up a whole new set of challenges, and I'll probably wish that I was in the dusty construction site soon. Um, and then in a few months after that, life will be a lot different because we're going to be thinking about opening up new spaces Scaling. and then going through that whole thing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, just enjoy the ride. Yeah. I'm sure everyone, you know, that's the that's the quote for all entrepreneurs: is you must enjoy the journey. Yeah. And it is very true uh, that you just got to enjoy what you're doing and why you're doing it and just barrel through the challenges. Head down. Keep going. That's it. Hey, what's up, everyone? We hope you enjoyed and appreciated that episode. Dave and Will have some serious knowledge and serious experience. What they're doing with Philly is super unique and super amazing. I remember coming across Dave two years ago and to see his growth upon that time period has truly been fascinating. So I hope you continue to do what I did two years ago and you watch their journey unfold. And as for yourself, continue to enjoy your journey as well. Finish off 2019 with a bang and build momentum into 2020. It's going to be a special one. So have a great one and we'll talk to you soon.